Welcome to the Seminometry Podcast. Years ago, my students coined the term Seminometry because they said I taught lessons in life and in academics. Well, now I'm bringing the world of Seminometry to you, where we combine education, technology, and leadership for educators around the globe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode of the World of Seminometry podcast. Um, I'm your host, Eddie Semino. I'm Educational Technology Coordinator for Coachella Valley Unified School District. Um, I'm going to talk to you today about a a program we've actually implemented in our district. It's a really neat program. Um, It's the Coachella Valley Educational Leadership Academy. Um, It's an academy that we have a couple of our principals and, and, and our parent engagement coordinator leading and, uh, and it's a, uh, it's a series of five different sections in, in leadership. And uh, they go through um, the five practices of exemplary leadership by uh, Barry Posner and James Cousy. And um, it's been a really fun program. We started the program back earlier in the winter. And uh, we've been having monthly classes. And, and it's been a lot of fun. It's a great program for um, you know, we have a lot of teachers who are aspiring leaders um, who join the program. And then we have a couple of current administrators, including myself, um, in the program. And for me, I, I love things like this because I just love the opportunity to just chat about leadership philosophies and ideas. And, and I also like to meet other, you know, teachers around our district who, who are aspiring leaders themselves. And, you know, not that I have like a ton of experience, you know, I've been in my ad- administrator position at the district level for four years now. And, and, but I, I, I like to think I've learned a thing or two. And, and so it's always nice to have those conversations and try to impart any wisdom I can to other people while also learning some things from them as well and getting their perspective. Um, so the class has been a lot of fun. Uh, um, each month when we meet, we have, uh, it's about an hour and a half and we have some really in-depth discussions. Um, Dr. Tim Steele is a principal over at CV Elementary in our district out by the Salton Sea. Um, Gracie Gutierrez, is a uh, principal over at Mech Elementary and actually uh, soon to be our EL director. And, uh, and then Juan Pablo Hernandez um, is a, um, a, a parent engagement coordinator um, in our district. And, and it's been a lot of fun uh, just kind of being in the, uh, the program with them. And, and they're great leaders in our district. Um, and and it's, been, it's been a good learning experience. Um, so... Uh, our final capstone project um, is uh, we were supposed to develop a poster board um, of, of each of the five best practices. So the five best practices are model the way, uh, number two, inspire shared vision, number three, challenge the process, number four, enable others to act, and number five, encourage the heart. Um, so when they said do a poster board, I guess the uh, ed tech coordinator and me and, and the passion for digitizing things and, uh, and just trying to try things different uh, came out and I slowly rose my hand and Dr. Tim Steele already knew what I was gonna ask and he said, yes, Eddie, you can digitize this. So, so here's what I'm doing. So um, this podcast actually, uh, this, this channel, World of Seminometry Podcast has been a passion project of mine for a while. And, uh, and it's something that I've been trying to get off the ground um, this is actually technically, I guess, episode one, because the last episode was kind of an inaugural episode zero, just kind of introducing myself in the podcast. And so, you know, this, this program has really pushed me to finally finish th- what I need to do to set up my podcast, 
that way I can talk with you guys and, and just share ideas that I have. Um, my brain is constantly overflowing and uh, sometimes I need a release. That's why I said in my last episode, sometimes, you know, this podcast uh, was created for selfish reasons. I have a lot going on up here in the brain. Uh, if you look at my podcast logo that I created, that's pretty much what goes on in my head. And that's just a few of the uh, things that are going on there that, that's represented on that logo. Um, so uh, let, let's get back to, to what we're going to talk about in this episode so we don't go too long because we do have some content that I definitely want to make sure that I cover and, uh, and, and share my insight into. So um, the five practices of exemplary leadership, um, by, again, by Barry Posner and, and James Cousy. I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right. Um, so number one, model the way. What does that mean? Um, to me as a leader, um, I, I feel that, you know, even when I wasn't a formal leader in a formal leadership position, you know, not that I'm a rebel rouser or anything, but, you know, it, it's not always fun to be told what to do all the time. Sometimes um, um, you want to kind of um, see how it's done and, and have other people model it. And, and so when I, when I became a, a, a leader myself, um, I always want to make sure that I was able to show others what I was trying to have them do. I'm also the type of person where I'm not going to ask you to do something if I wouldn't do it myself. Um, so I'm definitely not afraid to roll up my sleeves and, and get help get the work done and, and brainstorm. So for modeling the way, I think uh, one of the things you need to remember um, as a leader, and you know, the thing with leadership is, yes, there's titles and, and people are in positions of leadership by title, you know, but there's also informal leadership where anybody has the potential to, to be a leader. Um, I mean, how many guys out there, you know, even those still in the classroom as teachers, how many of you guys are the source of inspiration for other teachers? Um, how many of you guys are the person that all the new teachers naturally come to for advice? Well, hey, guess what? You're a leader. Um, you might not have the title, but there's something in you and there's certain personalities and characteristics and qualities that you possess that make you a leader. So embrace that. Don't be afraid from it. Don't run from it because you have the potential to really help out other people. And to me, that's what leadership's all about. Um, you know, so be the leader you would want to follow. Uh, don't be one of those leaders who's going to come in and give off a bunch of mandates and force everybody to do something. You know, put yourself in their shoes. Um, if you're asking them to do something, um, you know, is it something that if you were being asked to do it, would you want to do it? Um, so be the leader you would want to follow. Another thing with modeling the way is actions speak louder than words. Um, so a lot of times you, you probably experience leaders in, in your career where, you know, they, they tell you one thing, but their body language and their attitude is just kind of giving off a different message. Um, so, so you definitely want to be aware of that when you're modeling for, for others. Um, you want to make sure that what you're saying verbally or in writing is, is uh, in sync with the way your body language is speaking. Um, because if you don't, if those things aren't in sync, then you're not genuine and, and people can see right through that. So definitely, you know, think about that and, and make sure that you're giving off the energy uh, that matches what you're trying to say. Um, like I said earlier, don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and get dirty. Um, you know, don't just give tasks for other people to do and then just, you know, just let them do and don't even try to help them. Um, you know, I, I think it's important and, and there's definitely value in, in letting other people kind of take on some of the responsibility and you take a step back and, and let them build a sense of ownership. 
but you should also be a part of that process, especially early in the development of the initiative or, or, or idea that you're trying to get across. So be a part of it um, because, you know, you're really going to get a lot of respect um, built up. If you're down in there rolling up your sleeves, working with them, your team is going to respect you so much more because you don't feel like you're that administrator or leader who's up on their perch just watching things. Um, and then, uh, and then, like I said, remember that people are watching. So always be genuine and uh, make sure you're a model for others to follow. All right. Uh, number two, inspire a shared vision. Um, no one wants to be told what to do. Um, and I think I started saying that earlier. Um, when you first roll out a new idea or a, a vision for something, include other people. Don't just go it alone. Don't just tell others what to do. Like I said, um, you know, it's one thing to kind of have a general sense of direction because even when you start to bring in other people to develop that shared vision, there's, it always takes the leader to kind of start to throw out ideas of where you would like to go. And, and, that, and that's definitely okay. But also acknowledge and be humble to the fact that you don't have all the answers and that's okay. Um, you know, so, so, you know, inspire that shared vision to where like, hey, look, guys, I would love it if every teacher, you know, at our campus uh, was using iPads or Chromebooks in their classroom at least once a week. That would be awesome. But I just don't know how to get there. Maybe we can work on some together. That's how you develop a shared vision. You, you kind of have an idea where you want to go, but the actual you know, nuts and bolts and meat of the vision and the plan is done by a team. Um, um, so definitely include other people, um, include others and don't try to go it alone. Um, <laughs> you know, in the eye center, you know, with my edtectosis and I, uh, we, we have a motto, we have a lot of mottos, but one of our mottos that we always talk about and we always kind of throw out there is teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, because, you know, one person can only contribute so many ideas, um, but it's only when you have a team of people to all contribute ideas and then also have that fear of, of it's okay if someone throws out an idea that's not that great. Um, so developing that, that culture and environment where people aren't afraid to share out ideas and be judged, um, that's, that's going to allow you to really progress farther in the development of your vision. Um, so you know, don't try to go it alone. And, uh, and you know, when you include other people and they feel like they're a part of the process, they're going to turn around and help you champion that collective cause you guys develop as a team to other people. So the team continues to just grow and grow and grow. And the next thing you know, you have this crazy momentum and people are bought in and, and your, your likelihood of having success is going to increase uh, that much greater. Um, so number two, inspire shared vision. All right, number three. Challenge the process. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Um, again, not that I'm a rebel rouser, but you know, education has been around for centuries, and uh, and with some of the systems that we have in our current education environment, and, and without getting too philosophical and political, not not even political, but just you know, going too much into what's you know considered quote unquote wrong with education. But I mean. We, we talk a lot about, you know, the industrialization of education and how even, you know, 120 years later after the, after the start of the Industrial Revolution, we still do a lot of the same systems that we did back in the late 1800s in education. Um, you know, so, so regardless of what you feel, I mean, that, that is kind of what's happening. I mean, look at a typical, you know, high school class. Typically, students are in rows. 
And, uh, and, you know, so we got to think about, you know, how can we challenge the status quo? Um, you know, a lot of times in education, we try the same thing over and over again, expect different results. Well, you know, I, I don't want to sit around being insane all the time. We got to think about different ways to approach our systems and processes. And that does require innovative thinking. And it requires challenging the status quo and challenging the process. Um, when you're a leader, you're in that position because you've done things differently and someone's seen potential in you. Um, so like I said, even if you don't have the title and people come to you for informal leadership, there's something in you that is different than everyone else. And, and it's because I'm sure you do innovative things that isn't the status quo, that isn't the traditional process. Um, and so when, you, when you're a leader, you, you sort of have an obligation to go where no one else has gone before. And, and for those in positions of leadership, you know, most of the time there is no roadmap for you. Um, so you have to go with your gut and, and what your intuition tells you. And, and you know, my, my thing is, if not to sound cliche, but if you truly are serving the needs of the students and teachers you work with, um, then it's hard for that gut to steer you in the wrong direction. Um, so don't, don't forget about that. Um, you know, it, trust your gut and, and that way you can go down the path that needs to be done. Uh, when challenging the process, make sure you know your why and help build, uh, help others build up their why. Um, you know, so if you're telling somebody to do something that is not the standard process of doing things and it's not the status quo, you're going to get a lot of pushback. And so it's really important that you understand why you're even trying to go down that road that no one else has gone down. It reminds me of Robert Frost, right? The road less traveled. If you're going to go down there, you need to know why you're going down there. If you don't have your why cemented, and this gets into Simon, you know, Sinek's uh, golden circle. If you don't have that why nailed down, people are going to pick you apart. So you really need to know your why. And not only that, but there's going to be other people who share that vision with you. Because remember, number two, develop and inspire that shared vision. So when you get ready to challenge the process, you're going to have people on your team who have the shared vision with you. And by you as a team collectively knowing your why, it's going to make it a lot easier to go down that path or that road less traveled. Uh, new things are scary. So people have to have something familiar to hang on to throughout the new journey. Um, so make sure you, you iterate that to them. Um, and then also part of that process too is, you know, you need to do research and see what some of the trends are out there in the education space. Um, sometimes what's new to your group might not be new elsewhere. Um, so make sure you do your research. You might be rolling out some kind of uh, Chromebook initiative, say, for example. Well, other people have been doing that too. So do some research. Again, what, what's new to you guys might not be new to other people. So, so definitely tap into those resources. And, and some of those resources include, um, you know, staying up to date on, on reading books. You know, read uh, Digital Leadership by Eric Schoeninger. Uh, read Innovator uh, Mindset. Um, by George Kiros. Um, read any of the Dave Burgess, Dave Burgess consulting books, Lead Like a Pirate, Teach Like a Pirate, Explore Like a Pirate. Um, just, just stay on top of your, of your reading um, because those are going to help you bring in some research to back you know, your, your new idea or, or what's new to the group. Um, read blogs, read podcasts, and, and listen to podcasts, and definitely um, you know, check up on social media blogs, podcasts, social media, all those things are going to be relevant. They're, they're constantly being released. People are constantly writing new posts, recording new episodes. 
even this podcast right now is only a, a day old, a day or two old by the time you're listening to this. If you're listening to everything today, this episode dropped the same day this podcast channel dropped. Um, so things are constantly being updated. And, and so stay up to date with those things. And definitely stay up to date with social media, especially like Twitter. Twitter is where it's at with education. Um, so definitely go out, explore Twitter if you're not already there. Find your tribe. Find the other people who have similar passions as you. Um, because they're going to be giving you all sorts of ideas that, that are proven to work because they're sharing what's working in their districts or their schools. So tap into that stuff so you can bring those examples in to your presentation or your conversations so that other people know uh, what's coming down down the road for them. And, and also that there's research back in what you're doing. It's not just, you know, crazy Eddie up there talking about some new thing that he found. I mean, it's it's something that other people are doing as well. So some of that adds some teeth into what you're trying to trying to move towards. Um, so again, uh, the uh, essential, the practice of exemplary leadership, number three, challenge the process. All right, moving on to number four, enable others to act. Um, so you've already built your shared vision. Um, you've, you, you now need to include other people to be a part of the process too. And you, you've already included a team to develop the shared uh, vision. But once you have a direction agreed upon by the group, um, you know, stand back and let them go crazy with it. Uh, remember what I said, you know, sometimes it takes a leader to step in and kind of start the path towards a shared vision by sharing, you know, a single person's vision. Um, but then stand back and let them make it their own. Um, let them um, bring in their expertise. Uh, this goes back to, uh, you know, number two, like we talked about, a shared vision. You can't go it alone and, and you're not going to have all the ideas. So you have to rely on other people. So that's why I say stand back, let them go crazy with it. Jump in here and there, add your pieces when you can, but don't overpower the meeting. Let, let the group really go with it and, and, and trust them to make uh, positive decisions. And, um, and, you know, like in the eye center, um, again, the eye center is our educational technology department. That's where myself and, and, and our ed tech toasts work. And the way we work, we operate in a Google Drive folder and, and everything is in there. Um, every time we do something new, we open up a shared Google Doc, um, a shared uh, Google Sheet, shared Google Slides, and we all just start typing in there. And we all just trust that we're going to you know, help each other out and not step on each other's toes. And occasionally, you, you, you know, you might be on the same line as someone, you need to erase something, and that's okay, that happens. But, but that idea of working together in a collaborative space, um, it really pushes the uh, efficiency of getting things done. It also pushes the innovation because then it's so much easier, easier to share ideas when you don't have to worry about the efficiency or how you're gonna come together. And, and definitely leverage your technology resources. I know, you know a lot of districts are Google districts, so tap into that G Suite tool. Um, even if you're not a Google district, uh, I know Microsoft's uh, OneDrive has shared collaboration within their features. Um, and even iWork, um, the iWork suite for Apple users um, also has collaboration within Pages, Keynote, and, and all those. Um, so take advantage of those resources and, and, and work together in, in a shared collaborative digital workspace so you can get those processes hammered out. And, uh, and, and definitely think about how those processes can be done efficiently. Um, again, so that you can focus on the work that needs to be done itself and not just how the uh, collaboration is going to be facilitated. Because once you take care of the collaboration piece, you know, using some of these tech tools, then the work is really going to start to get itself done. 
which brings me to my next point. Again, this was uh, number four, enable others to act. Um, the next one is encourage the heart. Um, so don't just bring people one at a time, bring a group together and go through the PLC process. And, and as you're doing that, think about, you know, again, the why, get, get those right people there. Um, so you guys can kind of work together towards some of these processes, but, you know, with encourage the heart, encourage the heart, you know, again, you have to know your why, um, why do you want to be a leader? Think about that. Why do you want to be a leader? If you're not in a position of leadership, um, but you want to be, why? Um, if you want to be a grade level lead, why? What drives you? What, what's going through your mind that makes you say, you know what? I need to be in a position of leadership. Um, if it's just about the power, <laughs> then I think you're making the wrong decision. And I really think you should reconsider that. Um, because, you know, if, if just the power or the paycheck is what's driving you, you're going to be miserable um, because you're not, your passion isn't going to truly be in there. And uh, it's not only going to be miserable for you, but I'm sorry, but it's probably going to be miserable for other people too. Um, so make sure you know your why of why you want to be in leadership and, and encourage your heart. Make sure your passions drive your work. Um, you know, again, not to sound cliche, a lot of people say we're in it for the kids, we're in it for the kids. Well, let your actions speak that. Don't just say it. Um, because a lot of times if you say it so much, it gets lost and it gets ignored and it gets, uh, it almost gets discredited. Like people don't believe you that you're being genuine. Instead, let your actions speak that for you. That way you don't have to say it with words. And, and one of the ways you can do that is let your passions be contagious to others. If I have a hard time, and, and I hope that it comes through in my voice when I speak to people about things, but you know, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. I really am. And, and I'm not afraid to let that spill out. Um, some people might like it, some people might not like it. But you know what? That's what drives me, and that's what makes me passionate. And, and I like to be around people who have similar passions. And, and to me, it's okay to let them see that, and, and maybe it might instill passion in them. Um, you know, because when you share your passions and you, and you let some of those passions out, um, you know, other people might have similar things, but maybe they've kept it cooped up. And by seeing you kind of branch out and explore some of those passions, then it makes them want to talk more. And, and hey, yeah, yeah, I, I believe that too. Let's let's go do this. And then it helps you kind of get, you know, a sense of, you know, who, who has similar philosophies to you and everything. So, you know, let your passions drive your work. Um, there's an old saying, you know, if you if you do what you love, then you never work a day in your life, right? And so that's why I say, you know, really consider about why you want to be a leader, what drives you. And, and, and for me, it is about helping other people. Um, you know, when I was in my uh, master's program for educational leadership, one of the life-changing books for me, it was just a little paperback book, but it was Robert Greenleaf's uh, uh, book on, on the servant as leader. And, and so it was that idea of servant leadership. And, and, you know, for me growing up, I was always that, student who, you know, I wouldn't let people copy my homework, but I would certainly set time aside to show you how to do it. And so I'd always tutor my, you know, my classmates and my friends and in the different classes. When I went to college, the same thing. I was taking classes that I was also the tutor for. So I've always liked helping people. That's just what I do. Um, you know, even throughout college, you know, I'd volunteer coaching, you know, our local little league baseball team or, you know, working at this uh, thrift shop, um, you know, this nonprofit. 
So, you know, to me, that's, that's what I'm about. And if you know me, you know that that is what I'm about. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to sound cliche by saying that, um, you know, but, but I do like helping people and, and I like helping kids and students. I, I, as a teacher, I always love the aha moment. And as a, uh, as a leader and as an instructional coach, I, I enjoy uh, seeing those aha moments in adults. And, and so um, that, that's what I'm here for. So, you know, I, I always want to let that kind of speak for itself and let some of those actions speak for themselves. And, uh, and, and don't forget, like I said earlier, people are watching. So if your actions and your words aren't in sync, uh, then you will most likely lose your credibility. Um, so, so make sure you know that why. And uh, make sure you know why you want to be a leader. And, and make sure that that why um, is truly there for the right reasons that will benefit people. Because you, you do have a lot of impact and influence as a leader. So you definitely want to make sure that you're going to impact people in a positive way, not in a negative way. And, uh, and, and if that's your focus, then you're set um, and, and go do it, go lead. And, and again, don't wait for a title to be a leader. Um, think about how you can lead in, in whatever role, role you have right now. Um, so that, that was number five, encourage the heart. So um, I think that just about does it. I've, I've talked plenty of time uh, for, for a long amount of time on these things, but hopefully there's something in there that's stuck. And, uh, and again, sorry for a longer podcast, uh, but I really want to go through these. Again, these are the five practices of exemplary leadership uh, by Barry Posner and James Cousins. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, link up my bullet points here that I kind of wrapped through just now. I'll put a link to a, a blog post that I found that was pretty neat. It kind of covered this topic by the actual authors of the book and uh, that way you can go check it out for yourself. Um, so that, that's kind of my take on, on, on some of these areas in leadership. Um, like I said, hopefully you, you got something out of it and uh, you know, just thanks for listening and, and uh, this should be going up live on uh, iTunes and all that uh, by the time you listen to this. So definitely check it out, subscribe to the podcast and, and hopefully you know, you, you become a, a long-term listener who can, you know, just get nuggets here and there from, from what I'm able to speak about. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. It's an honor to even have anyone listen to this. So thank you. And, uh, and that's going to do it for today's episode of the World of Seminometry podcast. Uh, so until you hear me next time or we see each other, um, definitely, like I said, follow me on Twitter. Um, I am a Twitter junkie. My, my, my Twitter handle is at Seminometry, and, uh, or you can check out the hashtag, uh, hashtag Seminometry to follow other people too, and just reach out and connect because I'm all about constantly learning, and, 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 uh, and hopefully you can find me there, and, and we can share some thoughts ourselves. Um, so again, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the World of Seminometry podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Seminometry or use the hashtag Seminometry to follow other educators for tips, tricks, and other strategies around education, technology, and leadership. Talk to you soon and until next time, enjoy the journey.